Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, Miles, we're yes. thrilled to be joined in our third and fourth seats by the host yeah. of season three of Beauty Translated, yes. a podcast that celebrates the trans experience and has mm-hmm. a lot of fun along the way. Please welcome Carmen Laurent and Janie Danger! Carmen and Janie! Hey, we're back. Returning champions. Welcome Your back. Your Discord was so kind to us last time. Yeah, they really oh, loved us over so there. You guys were so great. Well, yeah, yeah, everyone's so nice to us. It's yeah, the, it's yeah. rare when I get like exposed to a big audience and and people uh, say nice things. Hey, yeah, we try and put out <laughs> the good vibe. So you know, we're we're not talking that shit. Hopefully, we have people who are you know they're they're. They just, no, y'all, here. y'all gave us some it. shooters. We appreciate that. <laughs> they said uh, they said you didn't fuck up yet. Let's see how the next appearance goes. No, for real. We need the BT army because we be talking that shit. Yeah. (laughs) We do. We need to have the shooters to back up the insane things that we say. (laughs) Both online and on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will come. You know, just just be, just put out your honest self and then let that attract the other like-minded people. And then, yeah. It's when when people start playing for audiences, shit gets weird. 
For real. <laughs> I, I've had an interesting few weeks on the internet. I had like two like big viral posts and one of them got like a overwhelmingly positive response that I didn't expect. Mm. And then another one got an overwhelmingly negative response that oh, I didn't no. expect. And I was like, oh my God. On the internet? Yeah, yeah no. believe that it or not. not Too my polarizing experience. <laughs> on X, formerly known as Twitter, believe uh, it or not. Not in this house. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that Twitter is in its the artist formerly known as like era. I hate well, that. that. In would this be, household, yeah. we believe it's still Twitter. It's it still is still Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I, w- I had some friends that like kept like preventing it from like updating it so they could still have the bird and now the bird it's gone no one can have the bird anymore they have that horrible eastern european porn app looking thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh yeah it does it does look like that it's like Like, yeah yeah. this motherfucker definitely designed the logo too like oh yeah like it it just looks like absolute shit (laughs) it it looks like it's comparable to like the middle school s you know like Like the s that you drew in middle school yeah he was definitely doodling that in fucking social studies class oh yeah the equivalent of he's like mom do we have a ruler he's he's like i want to do we have another ruler so i can draw two lines I actually need three <laughs> rulers to do this shit. <laughs> He's been like obsessed with the letter X like yeah. his whole career. It's it, yeah. it's a very like middle school thing. Like it's like the, the letter X. It sounds yeah. so cool. <laughs> right. I mean, his whole persona is very middle school. Like the jacket, the the hair plugs, all <laughs> middle schoolers with hair plugs. Yeah. That's the one place that I actually uh, defend Elon Musk. I don't think he got hair plugs. I think he just grew that shit back through sheer yes. tyranny. Uh, I don't know. Through pure bootstrapped, he bootstrapped the a fanboy so so out there that he was. Like, I'll tell you. No, that's not fan. That's not uh, hair plugs. Actually, those are. I'll real. tell you how he did uh, it. Estrogen. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, it is possible that he's on some like variant of like donkey testosterone that like sure. <laughs> uber rich people can get to like grow their hair. I find that like Brian Johnson is like about to make a video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donkstoss. So I love bro. that guy. Donkstoss. I want them to fight. <laughs> Elon Musk and Brian Johnson. Yeah. We need mother to save us. <laughs> Mother Brian. Wait, uh, Brian Johnson is mother. He's mother. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian Johnson is the rich guy who's trying to make himself de-age with, by like penis taking first, a little right? bit of estrogen. Yeah, penis first. He is taking. Yeah. yeah, he is like microdosing estrogen. I can see it <laughs> in his breasts. Like I can see it any picture where he takes his shirt off. I'm like, those are female nipples. I, are you can't. Titties. You yeah. can't fool me. <laughs> I know them shits are soft. (laughs) He was using his son as a blood bag at one point. Yes. Uh, That was a Peter Thiel move, too. Yeah. He's ripping off Thiel's whole fucking swat, man. Yeah. Well, he's doing it in like a, in a gayer, in a, in a slayer way. So I, I have to appreciate it a, a little bit. The Slay nail polish mother. really, I mean, yeah. she matches her nails to her, her blouses. I mean. She really does look so, like if she like, or if he, I'm misgendering <laughs> she, Brian Johnson. If, if he like dressed like a little feminine, like he would like pass. Like he like literally <laughs> looks like so like soft and like supple. Mm. <laughs> Uh, As a man, why are you looking supple? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think he's pulling it off. Elon, yeah. Brian Johnson, fashion. No, icons. Elon looks like shit. Elon looks like a fucking Truly. like Elden Ring mob. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, Elon looks like he would deal like death blight damage to you if you were like <laughs> too, too close wow, to his vicinity. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Brian Johnson serving fish. Yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah. Brian Johnson looks like an Elden Ring NPC that like sells you like the good sorceries. Right, 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 right. And you're like, like, he looks like he will grant you a crown when you finish his tragic quest line. (laughs) (laughs) Elon Musk, you have to like drive like an ancient stake through his heart. He's like a gimmick fight that like (laughs) he kills you in five minutes if you don't do like the exact like platforming right. Yeah. Well, that's why. Hey, that's why you got to watch Janie's uh, YouTube channel where you learn all the secrets to take down these obscure bosses. For real, yeah. for real. I I did Let's make play. a TikTok video where it was like <laughs> my Elden Ring guide for today, and it's like today's guide is coming out to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, Janie, we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history. Well, the thing that's actually at the top of my search history is my own name, but that's embarrassing. So no, sorry. we're oh, going to no, skip yeah. that. Go on. I was Googling myself to find my lookbook from when I was 16, by the way, and I couldn't find it because wow. I think lookbook is no longer around. But if anyone finds it, let me know. <laughs> and OK, the other thing I actually have, I was watching Escape from L.A. last night. So, of course, when you watch a movie, you Google the movie you're watching right. so that you yeah. can read about it the whole time you're watching it. And uh, it sucks. That movie fucking it's sucks. Awful. It's <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. It's so bad. I love Escape from New York. Right. Yeah. yeah. Escape from New York rules. Yeah, I loved it. So I was like, I was like, my boyfriend is like dying from like the flu or something under like 900 blankets. So I was like, well, I can't find Escape from New York for free. So let's oh, watch no. Escape yeah. from L.A. And you know, it was... feels like a fever dream where you're dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it really was. Um, I felt like the daughter in the electric chair at the end. Oh. So. The scene when he's surfing is so sick. Though. Oh my God. Wasn't it like through the LA River? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I saw that shit in theater. Same. Like same. because of the, because of the surfing on the LA River, like I think that was in the trailer. And I was like, yes, please. What <laughs> it was like, the, the trailer promised, what if Escape from New York crossed with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? Right. You know? Uh, it was just like over the top, cartoony, fun, and it was just, yeah. It didn't, well, unfortunately, didn't that was the off. best part of the movie. That yeah, by far. I just remember, I still, like, I haven't seen the movie in years, but I do remember that one of the last lines is, right, because Snake Plissken just deads all the technology on Earth. And I think she goes, he turned off the world. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, on my mind, I was like, yo. That's that cool. Shit. Yeah, I was, was fucking cool. 12 when that movie came out. Yeah. It was in 96 or something. I was like, yo, bro, he fucking turned off the fucking world. <laughs> Oh my God! Never come like, back. Like all to this. of these are ideas that could be in a good movie. It's but just something about that the also, movie. That's also how they live ends. Basically, like he just like explodes the like system. That's like like he he basically yeah. turns off the, the world. Brand <laughs> yeah. System. yeah, yeah. I have not seen they live. They live oh. is a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> wow! The I first half of they live is like amazing. This is so good. It's wild to look at the soundtrack, like the the acts that are on the soundtrack. Like these kind of make sense. Tool, White Zombie, oh, yeah. yeah, it's oh, like yeah. Kills, Ministry, Sex yes. Pod, Deftones, Tori Amos. 
Love yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, might yeah. buy this. Tori Amos oh uh, was Trent Reznor's girlfriend in the 90s, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. I fucking yeah. love What's What Tori Amos song Cornflake Girl. No. Oh, Cornflake <laughs> No, no. Okay. It's Professional Widow is the Tori Amos track. Oh, okay, okay. That's, that is amazing. Oh, my God. It was on that Judgment Night shit where it was like, Tori Amos, but like with some fucking heavy metal guitars, maybe. I don't okay, know. well, can I talk about the craziest part of the movie? Is Pam Greer plays a trans woman? Right. Really? Oh, really? I don't remember that's that. Right. I don't oh my god! I was like, that's when I like started getting annoyed with the movie because they like had her voice. They had Pam Greer's voice like under like some sort of like <laughs> tone. They down. had her voice like, like Doctor some... Girlfriend from yes. Bro. like <laughs> right. under some sort of filter and I'm like wow Pam Greer looks stunning but oh my god like did they have the to put that fuck? voice filter on her? They're like no that ain't that's Carjack Malone. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was Car Jack name. Malone. Carjack Malone. <laughs> Jack uh. Carjack Malone was her character. Wow. Yes. Uh. And now that's Hershey Las Palmas. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I was like, what the fuck? What kind I, of I, whack-ass I, name, name is that, too? I was not prepared for a trans character in this in this horrible movie. Yeah, done so. dirty like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Janie, what's something from your search history? Shit, dude. I got, like... I, I, don't, I don't have anything as spicy as last time. I got an English <laughs> to Spanish translator. Okay. Pizza near me. Uh, I was looking up what <laughs> Pacific Standard shit. Time was. I found Oh, a yeah, white... Jamie texts me today at 11.30 while I'm at my laser appointment. She's like, I'm here. What's going on? Where, where's yeah. the link? I'm like, it's 11.30 PST, Jamie. <laughs> okay, so uh, what, what is that? <laughs> what? Get more context. Come on. I, I don't know the whole also, uh... <laughs> yeah. I found a white pill on the ground at my parents' house. I was trying to see what strength hydrocodone it was. Oh, yeah. Just the mystery pill? <laughs> it was, I, it was seven I, five. One uh, of the great uses out. for Google is yeah. mystery pill Googling. Uh, a lot of Elden Ring. As I'm playing Elden Ring again, I'm trying to do some of the quests I didn't do last time. A lot of that. Do dragons take bleed damage? That's They do. <laughs> wow. There you go. I guess one interesting thing was I I've been I started watching the show The Curse on Showtime, the new mm. Nathan Fielder show, mm-hmm. and I told my boyfriend that it's like improvised, like that it's like it's got like it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm, where like there's a script, but like all the dialogue's improvised, and he's like, "No, the fuck, it's not." And I was like, "No, I swear, I read it somewhere," <laughs> and I was trying to find where I read it, and I. I think I made it up. And I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I can't really confirm if I actually yeah. just read, if I actually did read that uh, somewhere or not. That's my Most of the shit I say on this show is that. <laughs> yeah, just off the yeah. strength of my male confidence. I'll be yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Right, straight up, yeah. And I then just, I got to, I then I like occasionally like I humble myself to like my partner. I'd be like, yo, okay, so I was so fucking wrong about the shit I said earlier. <laughs> like you were right by even questioning it. Cause even though you didn't look for it, I tried to find the evidence and I could not find it. So that was yeah, in my I, head. It's uh, I'm like actually like crazy. So like I really can't I don't feel like I should apologize because I did it's very possible I did read that in my mind palace somewhere. Right, right, right. But, yeah, yeah you so get some I'm, things I'm, mixed up in the mind palace. I'm not lying, and I'm also not wrong, even if I gave wrong information. I'm not like... Oh, I like that. You know, yeah, this, to nothing. This is something Trump is doing in court right now. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as your lawyer, Janie, I would uh, I would just ask, uh, advise that you continue along that path. Do not admit anything, Thank you. no matter what. What's something you think is overrated? Okay, this is like pertaining to my book a little bit, but you know, like how people are, people will do this thing where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting good with money. I've been doing some investing. And then it's just like the Robin Hood app or something like that. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's like uh-huh. these apps where you like buy small amounts of single stock. And I hate these freaking apps so much because I think like it almost perpetuates that kind of rich dad, poor dad, like girl boss energy where it's like, you don't act, nobody actually takes the time to teach you. It's like maybe a lower or middle class, like actual like person, financial literacy tools that could help you. Instead, it's like, well, just, you know, you know, investing in stock is good. So just download this app where you invest a few dollars in these single stocks and you're not getting like the value of diversification. You're not investing in index funds or mutual funds. You're not doing the things that are actually good for lower income people, but it makes people feel like they're financially responsible. So then they like never pursue the next step. Like they never actually look into what they should be doing that would be benefiting them more long term. Right. So I feel like there's almost like a pop finance thing going on in the world. Like we have pop psychology, you know, we also have like pop finance. And I think that's kind of the same thing that goes along with like the rich dad, poor dad thing, the single stock investment apps on your phone, you know, all of these kinds of things. Oh, also like the apps where they help you find your subscriptions and cancel your subscriptions. Like, don't get me wrong, that can be really, really useful. But showing people these apps, especially in like advertising and saying like, well, you're broke because you're actually paying $8 a month more for one subscription service you forgot about. It's just like so insulting to me that it's like beyond the pale. I'm like, people aren't broke because they forgot one $8 subscription service. Like, great. Yeah, you have an app that does that. That's so cool. But this whole world of pop finance kind of like, in my head, does the personal accountability thing and totally denies all of the systemic structural issues that actually affect people's real life and how they interact with money. Right, right. Like it's eating like a good... too much avocado toast. Right. That's exactly. The, it's like yeah. more manifestations of that same idea. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ever since I stopped eating avocado toast, my credit score has gone up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's It was the main problem in my life. Yeah. And I should admit <laughs> how much avocado toast I was eating up front. It was a problem both uh, for my health, financially and physically, and for the local economy, I was told, right? Too much. I was I was closing <laughs> well, like, down but entire cafes. There's always some version of like being like, yeah, there's a problem with like sort of X industry or like societal threat or some existential threat we have. It's like, but the solution isn't to interrogate the like the lack of regulations or the greed that got us here. It's actually that you should buy this kind of straw, and then. That's the solution. And then we complete, like, most people are just like, oh, thank God, I've been offered this consumer solution to a problem. I'm just feeding the machine. That goes back to the Ronald Reagan thing, too, where he was like the king of deregulation. And we talk about like a lot of what's happening financially in the world, but also like socially in terms of that kind of like peak liberalization of the economy where you're like, well, the government's not going to do anything. And we're going to have these private companies come in and they're going to solve all these problems, even if they're problems that aren't actually the main issues we should be addressing. And they are, they're going to offer you consumption-based solutions that it's, and it it puts everything on the consumer, this like personal accountability thing. And it does, we become these pop culture kind of consumers of ideology as well. So it's like, okay, when you consume the special kind of straw, you're also consuming a special kind of ideology that goes along with that. And that's where we Mm -hmm. see like our social and political issues overlap with like 
capitalism, just like people trying to sell you things all day long. And I think people get fatigued from that without even realizing that that's what's affecting them so adversely. Right. And let me guess, before we get to your underrated, I want to guess what it's going to be. The Stanley, the Stanley mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't those so fucking dope? That they're such a good investment. They hold their value. (laughs) No. Okay. I, like you, am a humble person on the internet. I saw the video where that chick's car caught on fire and her cup still had ice in it. And I, like you, thought, now that's a cup. That's a cup. It's an impressive cup. I I love that video, though. It's like she opens the door and it's clearly frozen outside of the car, too. And it's like, it's not like you left it in the desert for fucking three weeks. (laughs) You left it in a refrigerator for a fucking few days. And of course, there's still ice in it. But yeah, the hype. What is something you think is underrated? We're going to stick with the ice cream theme oh, here. Okay. Perfect. Or a frozen yogurt in general. A simple tart flavored frozen yogurt or mm-hmm. a plain vanilla ice cream is so superior. And if you have those done well, mm-hmm. you don't need all the bells and whistles that everybody's doing right now. Yep. Who's yeah. your what's your who's your favorite tart frozen yogurt or ice cream? You know what? I'm pretty indifferent. I can get it from Yogurtland. I could do Tutti Frutti. I could do Pinkberry. Yeah, I yep. could do pretty much anything with a yep. tart frozen yogurt. I haven't seen that messed up. It's, yeah, it's got, it's got that little yogurty bite to it. Mm-hmm. Just I, a little, mm-hmm. a little pucker. Yeah. It's good. It reminds me of like when I could, like my mom wouldn't buy me like snack pack or like chocolate pudding at the store. She's like, you should be yeah. yogurt. And I'm like, there's no fucking sugar in here. But I, but like, that's all I could get down on. So once I remember when Pinkberry came out, I was like, again, I'll just eat this. Yep. No toppings. You're like, if you yeah. put regular yogurt in the freezer, is it frozen yogurt or is there something special about frozen yogurt? Is it not just oh. frozen yogurt? What is it? I don't know. I don't know how they make it. I'm realizing this. It's yeah. always this just is, been a mystery, an except then I pull the handle. I'm right. Like, this is probably good. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, are you a topping guy? Are you a, a simple pleasures guy? Because I know obviously you don't yeah. like your popcorn simple. Do you like your yogurt <laughs> simple? Right. I think I, I'm. Very excited that I'm finding all three of us are so on the team of simple dessert and like make yes. dessert just one thing when you're having dessert. Just do uh, it well. Yeah. Just do it well. Like I even the how it like winter always reminds me that I don't like eggnog very much because <gasps> I don't need dessert to also be alcohol. Like I we can just have here, dessert. Alex. Oh, um, all right. The team's I'm breaking starting. up. I never okay, say you well, have alcohol in go. it, but the flavor fucking goes. I don't even put alcohol in mine. Yeah, the no. flavor goes. I will fucking eat the ice cream. Wow, oh, we were doing so fucking well, man. This is, I jinxed before it. Before this, I jinxed it. This <laughs> year, or this past year, I found a uh, ice cream sandwich that had eggnog in the middle. It was an eggnog ice cream sandwich. Was this instead also of like yeah. vanilla. That sounds pretty good. Where was that at? It was at, uh, like, Ralph's or Vaughn's, one of those main grocery store chains. It was the Signature Selects brand, like the grocery store chain brand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Sometimes sometimes they don't miss. They understand our simple palates that we're little babies who just want to drink eggnog and have yogurt all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to get into some just hard-hitting news, like, does Trump have syphilis right after this? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. And people might have seen the news story where the a door blew off an Alaska Airlines flight. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> you might have noticed that, yeah, yeah as, as you were flying around the world. Yeah. But... United Airlines was trending over the weekend because they found loose bolts on an undisclosed number of their 737s. There was just that the most hopeful I've been that something's going to happen here is Anthony Blinken's trip from Davos had to be delayed because of a Boeing plane fucking up. So it, oh. maybe something will actually get done, but probably mm. not. You hate to see it, you yeah, know? hate to I, see it. Like, I, I'm okay with those people on the Alaska Airlines flight, but a great man like Anthony Blinken at Davos, yeah. like, I, I just hate the idea of him Being facing any sort of... In any way. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because he's with serious he, people That man does problems. so much. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. We're totally aligned. So first of all, just when you're releasing... Uh, report of loose bolts on a undisclosed number of 737s, my request would be that that number be more, how you say, disclosed, maybe? (laughs) But Twitter did its thing and tried to tie the failure of these these loose bolts to United Airlines having a, a DEI program. 
and mm. being like, you know, look at the woke United Airlines CEO. He says he values DEI. That's why this is happening. It makes the bolts blow skipping off. Over, <laughs> <laughs> skipping over the very clear culprit of Boeing, the manufacturer of these airlines who have used their massive size and, you know, just massive power, military, government relationships to evade regulations in a way that is putting all of us at risk constantly. There's a great article on it in Democracy Now! There's a Politico article. Oh, that one's about the Anthony Blinken thing. But the Democracy Now! one covers, like, just the history of Boeing rushing to update these 737 MAX series to compete with Airbus, the European consortium, and... Everything like the guy who was in charge or like one of the heads there at the time was like everything was being rushed. We had a shortage of skilled employees. We were having all kinds of issues with quality problems. There's just incredible schedule pressure. There's a saying in the factory, they call it schedule is king. Cool. And then so that guy in response to two fatal crashes that happened as a result of this thing that he was like, guys, this is going to fucking kill somebody. Like if we just go forward with this. And because there's no regulations in place, because Boeing is so powerful and had lobbied and people died, he left and started the Foundation for Aviation Safety and is now saying, like, this incident with Alaska, I'm sure, is shocking to passengers. But for those of us who have been watching this for a while, it's really not a surprise at all. Uh, we've seen ever since the MAX has been put back in service over 20 serious production quality defects that have surfaced and the public is unaware and yeah, like Boeing was criminally charged in the wake of the two 737 MAX 8 crashes, but just like negotiated a deferred prosecution agreement. But it's just, yeah. this is what we've got. Like the system doesn't even really try to work. It's like not doing any of the things that would effectively like protect consumers. But it's, you know, it, these companies are so big and powerful that there's there's just like nothing that can be done at this point or nothing yeah. that is being done at well, least at this it's point. just like it's just one that like this along with so many other stories in our country are just these perfect examples of like regulatory capture you know like we're corporate interest groups they lobby like whether that's through lobbying or just like the revolving door of like on capitol hill like to the point where the these interest groups they end up being the ones regulating the regulators <laughs> and like with boeing the basically, the, like the FAA was like, yo, we have people that we like need to inspect it. They're like, yo, bro, what if you actually just ordained our own employees to do the inspections that you're supposed to do? And we'll let you know if we find anything like, you know, on the like that might not be, you know, might be not on the level. And they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So it's like Boeing that did their own inspections on these planes, too. And then just told just gave the FAA their report to be like, all right. And that's what we're saying. So that's good enough. Right rather than having you come in as an independent body to look at like the products that we're making. And so, yeah, it's like the same thing with how like the opioid crisis ended up. Same thing with how like just, you know, our like the SEC and our subprime mortgage crisis ended up like there's just so many examples of these things where the industry ends up being the one that makes the rules. And then we somehow just like quite literally go into crash into disaster. 
yeah, this also goes back to Ronald Reagan, doesn't it? Everything mm-hmm. goes back to these deregulatory practices and the pro-business stuff. But yeah, it is interesting. Like once you start learning too about how the lobbying groups will literally write the laws that they want passed to regulate their own industries. Mm-hmm. And very often you'll find they're supposed to be sample bills, right? These are supposed to be right. sample language bills. And then Copy you look pasta. and when you... Yeah, when you compare the language, exactly. You're like, this wasn't even a sample. Somebody just got paid to sign this, basically. Right. And it's yeah. it's really, really appalling. And it is something that happens, I think, in like every era of business, area of business in the United States now. And this is why when I'm Googling things like Ronald Reagan FBI files, I'm like, if only the FBI had not told Ronald Reagan about a really cool party he wasn't invited to, maybe we yeah. would have more regulatory standards right. for business in this country. Yeah. It's really appalling. And maybe listen to the things his parents were trying to teach him. You know what I mean? And uh, exactly. be more in line with that. Because like, I, I, forgive me if I'm a mistake, but I thought like his parents were like sort of like had almost antithetical sort of beliefs uh, philosophically oh, as people. Totally correct. His parents were FDR, New Deal kind of Democrats, but not just regular Democrats. They're like kind of what we would think of as DSA today. They were very much in favor of government spending. His dad, you know, was an alcoholic who struggled to hold down a job. The job he eventually did hold down was a New Deal job. Like his dad was employed because of, you know, government spending. And and this is something that we see like throughout his life, even as he's performing to the political right and doing all of these things that would be the complete opposite of anything his parents had fought for. When you asked him personally, like, well, how did you feel about the New Deal? He's like, well, the New Deal gave my dad a job, so I loved it. Right. And it's just like this real Mm -hmm. conflicting kind of viewpoint inside of him. Oh, poor Ronald. Poor Ronald. (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far. (laughs) Well, that's, I'm just, I'm an empath, you know? And that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... There's a great book called Tear Him Down and This Stephen Myth. Stephen Miller, both. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's a, a book about uh, Reagan called Tear Down This Myth. That was like sort of my entry point into really like examining the 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 the, the real mythology of Ronald Reagan. Because like growing up, you're always like, oh man, everything's like named after him. It's like it's because all these fucking people got so rich <laughs> off of him. They're like, watch yeah. this, dude. I'm shout out to Ronnie for taking away all the fucking guardrails that were there that just made me a hyper billionaire. Mr. Gorbachev, tear up <laughs> this ass. Oh, I'm sorry. He should have said that. No, you shouldn't apologize for that, honestly. Yeah. That was... No, what was the other one was tear off my balls was the other one. Tear off my balls. Tear off my balls. Two all-time great tweets that I can't uh, source at the moment. But Now I just yeah. think of Ronald Reagan kind of as like a general punk rock icon because, you know, like it, what other way like I was born in the 80s like I know so much about Ronald Reagan mostly because of punk songs from like 1985 you right, know right right but then yeah when you right. look into it you're like actually this is all still so so relevant to our life because the 80s really started that trend towards massive deregulation and he was yeah. part of that movement of like the new right and the new right was even different than what the right wing had been before the 1950s and 60s and he it really coalesced with him in a lot of ways and yeah so yeah when you talk about things like Boeing's door flying off mid-flight or like the loose bolts, you think that these things are just... And and that's the thing like we do as consumers, right? We think these are individual incidents, but like our brains are also trained for pattern recognition and it's hard to miss the pattern that these things are increasing increasing in rapidity. We see them happening across like multiple different sectors and all of it does tie back to, yeah, this massive period in the 80s of deregulation that allowed businesses to kind of start running the, the country as an oligarchy. Oh, yeah. A lot of Lambos are bought, though. A lot of Lambos. They have so many Lambos. The yeah. Lambo guys are hurting us all, and I the know. Boeing guys are Lambo yeah. guys too. Yeah. Yeah. 
we need to let the Lambo radicalize us. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's swap out Ronald Reagan, and now we will hold up the Lamborghini Huracan as our way, our entry point into radicalization. Let that be a lesson for all the for the youth. I feel like one day there's just going to be a Lamborghini on our money. It's just going to be like, we're going to be like praying to the God of yeah. the Lambo. That's what's going to be on the money. There's going to be like 16 apartment buildings, just like in a cube around the Lamborghini, like the right. same way we have like the pyramid with the eye now. And it's going to yeah, be like, exactly. this is, this is our new religion in the it's United a, yeah. States. Underneath it's like, dad, what does this say? It's like, it's Latin. I don't know. Tell, read it out to me. E pluribus Lambo. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That means of many Lambo. that's right all right let's take a quick break and come back and we'll talk about ted cruz enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. And after I made that New Order joke by about Blue Monday, I was like, what was that band like in the late 90s or aughts that covered it and kind of brought the song back? And my uh, younger esteemed guests were like, uh, <laughs> sir, are you, are you talking about debanking again? <laughs> What's on your hands? And I'm like, no, it was this band. They they brought the, the whole wave hands? back. It was Orgy. And shout out to my geriatric millennials and older who remember when Orgy brought the Blue Monday song or Blue New Damn New Order song Blue Monday back. All that to say, 
<laughs> we need to talk about Blue Monday, <laughs> the capitalist hoax that continues to persist. I wasn't fully aware of this as a concept. Do, did you guys know about Blue Not Monday? Not at all. Mm-mm. Alex, heard, what about you? I've heard that phrase, but I think it's mostly because of Kurt Vonnegut's writing. Uh, and he's okay. referencing like an advertising concept for washing machines. Where right. You can beat Blue Monday by having easier laundry to do in like the 1950s. Ah, well, right. again, along that similar vein, apparently like this is something that's really big in like Europe, mostly the UK and in Canada um, as well. We they, 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 They've heard tell of Blue Monday, but apparently... It is the third Monday in January, and it is known as, quote, the most depressing day of the year. And I'm like, what what does that exactly mean? Like, here's headlines from the standard in the UK. Blue Monday 2024. When is Blue Monday and how to beat it? Another headline. It's officially the most depressing day of the year. An expert offers some tips to lift the gloom on Blue Monday. Blue Monday is coming up. Are you prepared for the most depressing day of the year? So we had it. I didn't realize uh, it was the most, I guess that MLK day for us was Blue Monday. Damn. <laughs> uh, yes. Maybe that's why they're trying to get him out of here. I know. Oh, cause yeah. you have, I'm surprised there wasn't like, oh, coincidence much that Blue Monday is also right. Martin Luther King Day. Hmm. Right. The most depressing day for He's white sad, people. Right. right. So they're saying, are you prepared? I'm like, okay, so what is going on? Now, some of these outlets do admit that there is no actual scientific evidence to back up this premise, this concept of Blue Monday. Mm -hmm. But also, not all of them call out the fact that Blue Monday is just a straight-up scam. You're getting bamboozled. The culprit, perhaps, Mm -hmm. is late-stage capitalism. Mm -hmm. This pseudoscientific reasoning behind why, why, quote, Blue Monday is so depressing involves, like, this actual, I mean, actual, I only say that because there are, are, like, like equation, like it looks like a math equation, a legit looking mathematical equation, which equates things like debt, motivation, weather, and the time that's elapsed since Christmas as a way to determine that, like to quantify that this is the most depressing day. But even anyone, anyone who even like looks at this for like one moment, you'll realize like, how the fuck can you even compute this? Because there aren't even like shared units of measurement. Like, how do you yeah. compare? It's like saying, oh, okay, a large pizza times the GDP of Brazil equals uh, uh, (laughs) that Mickey Rooney is actually Billie Eilish's grandfather. Yeah. And you're like, is this metric sads or imperial sads? I can't figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. How do we how do we measure the depression and and whose unit are we using? And I guess the inventor of this equation was a guy named Dr. Cliff Arnall, who was hired by. A fucking travel company, Sky Travel, they're defunct now, back in 2005, to basically just contribute to a press release. And they wanted to sell Uh people on the idea that there is a most depressing day of the year, which would then inspire the consumer to consume and Mm. to book a vacation, thanks to Sky Travel bringing this all to light. Mm. and. He kind of has like some credibility to back up these claims. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I was a Cardiff University psychologist. But then pretty quickly, the uh, like Cardiff University was like, no, this dude was a, quote, former part time tutor. Like, let's not get this like (laughs) fucked up. Like he was not. That's not what he was doing. And he later tried to walk back this great cultural myth that he created by saying it was never his, quote, intention to make January even worse for people. And and he even admitted the idea of Blue Monday was not particularly helpful. But guess what? That fucking apology 
was part of another commercial campaign for a travel company, Virgin Atlantic. (laughs) Please. (laughs) They keep fucking with this guy. They said the campaign will encourage the nation to dispel their Blue Monday beliefs and instead embrace the new possibilities that another year can hold. Possibilities like traveling to Thailand or Vietnam or South America. It's just like one of those really, it's just super cynical when you're just like kind of like using this idea that, yeah, Winter's hard for people coming out of the holidays is hard for people having resolutions and like trying to stick to those can lead to people being demotivated. But then to be like, and book your package holiday with us. Why? Check out Marbella, Spain. It's absolutely popping. And the time he also he supposedly cracked the formula for the happiest day of the year. He said, (laughs) oh, yeah, I'm doing that now because he pivoted to saying he was a freelance happiness guru, which sounds like. Me when I was just like dating a bunch of people and smoking weed in my 20s. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, well, what do I do? I'm like a freelance happiness guru. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like a like vibes some... curator. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, and for some reason, I kind of respect a vibes curator more than a freelance. Ha- I think it's just the, the, the wording is just more with our times. Yeah, like, guru's bad. Guru is yeah. bad overall. We have too many gurus, yeah. especially yeah. on social media. Yeah. Vibes curator, you can say you're a VC. That's kind of nice. You know? Wow. Yeah. Sounds, sounds yeah. very up and coming. Yeah, yeah we I, should be C. Yeah, not, are you a, not Sequoia, not are you a vibes curator? Do you, do you have I like to think so. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely do curate vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the same way if I'm having, you know, like a like a gathering or somebody's like being like, oh, like I want to have like a dinner. I'm like, OK, what do you like? What are you thinking? Like, you want to have a spread? Is it going to be like a spread? You want a bounty for people? Do people bring in their own thing? Do you want to just have it so your guests are like blown away by your yeah. hospitality? Is it a group effort? I feel it could be me overthinking. Maybe that's a vibes curator thing. <laughs> a little bit, you know, <laughs> a, a little type A, a little overthink. But I never yeah, heard nobody. Yeah. I like that, though. I also like to host like that. So I feel it. Yeah. I mean, I love, can I, I, I for the record, I love a spread. Same. When people put a spread out. There is nothing that blows me more away than somebody who's like, you thought of all these other things just to put out here for this little gathering? Like, these are fine meats. Maybe not cheeses. No cheeses Uh, for me. But but yogurt flavored (laughs) ice creams um, and popcorn. (laughs) What's your spread? It's going to be frozen yogurt and popcorn. (laughs) Yes, I got the Froyo right there. Frozen yogurt, popcorn. I'll give you some Cheez-Its, some goldfish. Oh, oh, you eat Cheez-Its though. Oh, yeah. I like uh, cheese, cheese flavor, flavor things. Okay. Yes, right. but not cheese. How do you, yeah, flavor Blast? What, what yeah, I like the Flavor Blast. blast. Okay. Uh, goldfish. Flavor Blast. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah, the more the better. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Are you a vibes curator? Would you, do, you, do you see yourself as a vibes <laughs> curator, Alex? I think maybe. I I don't know if I aspire to it. I, just, I think I try to participate, you know? But I'm not mm-hmm. a big spread builder. I'm more of a spread uh, supporter or like, oh, good job. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, okay, I like that. That's also, but, you, yeah, but yeah. that is good. You are contributing to the vibes in a positive way. Yeah, so still a VC. Think, vibes yeah, consumer. Vibes the, yeah, yeah, vibes, right. consumer. vibes yeah. contributor. <laughs> These are all contribute, consume, or be a connoisseur or a curator. Either way, you do you do what you got to do. But yeah, the reason why like Blue Monday, it just like sticks around. Like apparently all like in so much marketing, people are still using it as like a fucking being like, hey man, like you want to buy a fucking Big Mac? Buy, get the fucking vibe <laughs> meal and shit. <laughs> or what was I think it was Burger King that had a vibe meal? Anyway, but it seems like the comm might be working because last year in the United Kingdom, online sales were probably reportedly shot up by 18% on Blue Monday. 
because of all this shit. Like, oh yeah, like like it's wild how you can get in people's minds, right? Like in America, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's like yeah. you better buy some shit. Don't be fucking stupid yeah. fucking yeah. around. It's Black Friday. You fucking dumb, man. Go fucking buy something you don't fucking need because that weird mobile phone charger uh costs like half off now. Like yeah. I don't and I and look at me, I bought one. But I use it yeah. sparingly. Sparingly. <laughs> but you know, like I, I try to. I try to. And then like so it's wild that like they're using this thing of like weaponizing people's own like mental health or like yes. seasonal affective disorder or whatever, yeah. like just to be like Oh, yeah, it's gloomy to be like, you know what will fucking help you? To buy some shit, man. That is Monday. so ugly. Yeah. I don't appreciate being manipulated like that. This is so ugly. Well, you know, what are they going to do? Like deal with root causes of people's feelings of loneliness? Well, I have to do that. Who would support the pharmaceutical industry if we have to do yeah, with root causes? exactly. Oh, what am I going to do? Pay real wages? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> LOL. Now. No. Come on now. No, it's Blue Monday. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you, did you you buy that uh, whatever the fuck? Did you buy that Stanley mug? Okay. The Stanley, yeah. right. Yeah. Did you get your Stanley? Oh, man. Yeah. It also just feels fake that it would be a Monday specifically is the saddest thing. Like, why? I don't know. Tuesdays can be harder. And uh, it just, I don't know. I, I don't Sometimes, find that I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think Tuesdays, Mondays, like, I get it, like, just because it's the first day back. But Tuesdays, you're like, fuck, bro. It's only like you do this. You're like, it's only fucking Tuesday. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the other part. Monday, you know, you're like, it's fucking Monday. But Tuesday, you're like, fuck, then there's Wednesday, yeah. oh, Thursday. You're so far from a weekend on a Tuesday. You're like, nah, never mind. Let me just put it out of my head right now. And just, <laughs> we're done. at Friday today, so we're good. Yeah, exactly. And happy Friday to you. And thank you so much to our guests, our guest, Sequoia B. Holmes. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Ooh. always a pleasure having you. Um, where do the people find you, follow you, listen to you, and all that very important stuff? You can listen to my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, including YouTube. You can find me on social media at BPLP Pod and listen to Black People Love Paramore. It's it's a fun time. Go see what we're talking about. Yeah. What are some upcoming episodes you guys are talking about? Today, I'm talking about the Cheetah Girls. Oh, my God. I'm oh. so excited. I love the Cheetah Girls so bad. Yeah. I recently talked about 13, which was a very dark teen movie that came out in 2003. I don't know if y'all have seen it. It's wild. Oh, if you have yeah. not, please go check it out. I I just remember hearing about it and be like, I don't know about that. Yeah. It was Cheetah way Girls darker is... with adult eyes, and I remember it being when I was a kid, but yeah. Ooh, that's a Raven Simone. That's revealing because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that all that was in it? What? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's in that in 13? Uh, Evan, Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. Wood. That's right. That's right. That was the thing that kind of put her on, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And also yeah. Uh, the one that played, the, the lady that played uh, one of the vampires in Twilight. I can't remember her name right now. Yeah, Nikki Reed. Nikki Reed, I there it is. from your show, sorry. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nikki Reed, yeah. Nikki Reed wrote it as a, she co-wrote it as a yeah. 12-year-old or 13-year-old, so, yeah. Yo, okay. you know, interesting story. I used to get fucking high as hell with one of the Cheetah Girls. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Miles, you yeah. got to tell me after. You got to tell me after. <laughs> nah, it was, it was Keely. It was Keely. <laughs> Not you telling us now. Whatever. You know what? That tracks. That tracks really we were hard. Eight, we were 18. You know what I mean? She had like her fucking whole, I remember she she had her little checks and things and she was like, y'all buy a fucking ounce of show. She gets, I mean, <laughs> she, she was smoking. We buy by the pound. She said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was not playing. Did not come to play. Um, anyway, Keely, I hope I hope you remember me. It's Miles. I used to hang out with Mike and them. We used to come to the spot <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. That was a way. That was just a whole other era, though. Um, anyway, uh, what is a tweet or other work of social media that you're enjoying? Oh, I forgot about this. 
It I think is Ayo Adebari and Quinta Brunson on the red carpet singing the Cheetah Girls, LOL, <laughs> um, together. And then they put the little fight, fake microphone next to Yami, Rami Youssef. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And he finishes the lyrics for the Cheetah Girls. And I'm like, gang. Wow. And that's how influential oh. it is. Thank you. Man. Because, like, what was the other? Was it Adrian Bailon, too? Adrian Bailon, yes. Yeah, yeah. What was the group that, the 3L dub, right? 3LW, yo. Yeah, because that was the group Keely and them. Wasn't And Keely Adrian did? came from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, this, oh, shit, this is all. Because I'm telling you, all the little child actors and shit, they all lived in the Oakwood Apartments over there off Barham in, in L.A. And, like, that is sort of, like, the nexus <laughs> wow. point for, like, I grew up in the Valley, so I would always meet these kids. So yeah. I have a lot. The intersection with the Oakwood Apartments, I have... I have so many stories, man. That should be its own fucking podcast. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get but with visible what you see is what you get switch to visible the wireless company that makes wireless visible get a one-line plan with unlimited 5g data powered by verizon just 25 dollars per month taxes and fees included switch now at visible.com monthly rate on the visible plan for data management practices and additional terms visit visible.com Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.